Well, hello again and welcome in wherever you are today and wherever you're listening from. I'm so happy to have you over to feast upon God's word together. Get your plate ready today and take a seat. It's the 44, which is Matthew 4, 4. Man cannot live on bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Let's eat. I'm your host, Jed Yancey, from the Central Church of Christ in Ocala. What I'd like to tackle today is one of the more beautiful parts of life, and yet, for some, it's a really difficult thing to both give and to receive. You see, I would say we all fit into one of two categories when we go through the good and bad in life. We either handle these things really close to the vest and we keep our emotions to me and the things you're going through to me and the things you've been through to me, or you're an open book about these things and and you freely share them. Now, from a personal standpoint, I would say that my initial instinct has always been when going through things in life is to play those things close to the vest. I mean, I'm a man, so I might as well act like it and not let my emotions show. I I don't want people to know. I don't want people to help. I don't need your input, and I definitely know more than you do, so I don't need your advice. I got this, and I'm fine. Now, honestly, in in thinking about it, I, I think that's the athlete or former athlete side of me. You see, in baseball, anytime you get hit by pitch, there's this unwritten rule that you can't rub it. I remember that no matter how bad it hurt, I would sprint to first and take my bases, though I didn't want anyone to know how bad it hurt. Or even playing football. Man, I I can't tell you how many times I got hit and I didn't want to get up. I, I wouldn't tell anybody about how bad it hurt. But some of us have the same attitude about stuff we go through. You aren't going to see how hard life has hit me. I'm going to keep sprinting to first. I'm going to keep getting up after I get smacked upside the head. I'm not going to tell anyone about how bad that I hurt. I don't need your help. I got this. But it's not just the difficulties of life. For some of us, that same instinct has applied to the good things as well. So on one hand, if I got hit by a baseball and it hurt, I wouldn't show it. But on the other hand, if I hit a home run or I scored a touchdown, you for sure weren't going to see me celebrate the way these guys do on TV. It was a hand the ball to the ref or sprint around the bases. I never wanted my highs or lows to show. Kind of ingrained in me from a personal standpoint, I guess. But anyways, just like that example... There can be some times where when something great happens or something bad happens, when we hit a home run or we score the touchdown or or maybe we get hit by a pitch or life roughs us up a little bit and God delivers, God helps, God intervenes, God lifts me out of the pit of despair and gives me a new song to sing as David put it in Psalm 40. And yet my question today is what do I do with that? Do I keep it to me? What does that new song sound like? Do you sing it or do you keep it to you? So it's kind of a follow-up from Megan and I and our story last week. I'll tell you right now, that episode last week was not in our comfort zone. And yet we hope that sharing our story and how life smacked us with a fastball helped you in some way, somehow. And whether you took something from that or not, I've come to learn that there's real power in all of our stories, all of our experiences, the highs and the lows. Why? Well, what I've seen to be true as I get older is that through these moments where life hits you hard and these times where you've had successes, 
that turning point or that turning your been there into a be there for others is not only scriptural, but it is helpful. And I don't know about you guys, but sometimes I need help. There's something truly powerful and helpful that comes with sharing your been there and turning it into a be there for others. That's what we're going to talk about. Man, let, let me tell you about that time life smacked me upside the head and what I did and what happened next. And let me tell you about that time I hit home run and I had success and what I did and what happened next. Those things are helpful. Last week, I mentioned that Megan and I, we want to be Galatians 6 people. We should all want to be Galatians 6 people as it reads, Dear brothers and sisters, if any other believer is overcome by sin, you or a godly should help that person. Help them back onto the right path. Be careful not to fall into the same temptation yourself. But here's the key. Share each other's burdens and in this way obey the law of Christ. If you think you're too important to help someone, you're only fooling yourself. You're not that important. It may not feel comfortable and it may not be you, but Paul says share each other's burdens. It's important to share these things and there's power in it. So, Hey, guess what? Paul says, if you think you're too important to share your been there and where you are with others, you're only fooling yourself. I know I talk about it often, but I'm going to continue to talk about it because it's it's something that I feel good about boasting about. But I'm I'm surrounded by some really amazing people in that when I've gone through stuff Regardless of what my instincts tell me to do and playing it close to the vest, as I look back, it is the power of a been there of those around me and the sharing of that with me that's helped me so much in lifting me out of my pits of despair. I I can only hope to be or give a fraction of what I've been given to others. Now, listen, I'm not naive enough to think, though, that making your been there a be there for others will always work. Sometimes it will fall on deaf ears. I know that if you have kids, you're about to nod your head in agreement with what I'm about to say, because I can't tell you how many times or I have told my kids, hey, listen, I've been there before. Don't do this. Don't make your move in that direction. But they do it. I'm sure I've got many more of these occurrences right around the corner as they get older. So, you know, y'all keep me in your prayers for those moments. But but it isn't just with kids. This happens and it happens often. Yeah, man, I, I hear you. I know you've been there and you're probably right, but I got this and I can do this. But you see, regardless of whether you think whoever you're talking Two, about your been there or where you are will listen or help. It's still worth it to share these things. Paul goes on to say, man, whenever you have the opportunity, do good to everyone. Speak up, share your story. If it'll help them, then share your been there and make it a be there for them. Now, there are several places in scripture that I think we can point to that give us clear direction on the importance of making your been there a be there for others and just the power that it has. And the first of those is in Luke chapter 8. 
Jesus has sailed over to this demon-possessed man who rushes over to meet Jesus. And Scripture says that this man was so ate up with demons that even when he was placed under guard and put in chains and shackles, he simply broke them and rushed out into the wilderness, completely under the demon's power. Dude was crazy. But it should be no surprise to us that Jesus drives the demons out of him But that's not the part I want you to focus on. It's the next part of the story is the man ends up begging Jesus to jump into the boat with him and stay with him. But Jesus says, no, go make your bin there. And what just happened here, a be there for others. It's in verse 39. Jesus says, return to your house and tell Your story. Tell of what great things God has done for you. So he did. And scripture says he went all through the town telling of his story, of the great things Jesus did for him. The first part of your 44 today, there will be times where you're delivered and you're lifted and you're given a firm place to stand through the junk that is life sometimes. But as was normal for this man just to run out into the wilderness and likely keep to himself and be on his own, he doesn't. Jesus tells him to go and tell. Go share your story, and he does that. He goes to tell his been there and makes it a be there for others. Now, we can read that most in that, t- in that town, knowing this man and what happened to him, became frightened over these events, which leads me to believe his story did, in fact, fall on deaf ears. But as many as reacted that way, I can 1,000% guarantee you that this man's been there to be there helped many, many people. There's another story that I want you to see in Acts chapter 16 as the second part of your 44. And it's in this story where Paul and Silas are in prison. They've just been beaten like crazy, bad beaten, and they're locked away. And around midnight... It says these guys are in prison and they're praying and they're singing praise to God and the prisoners are listening to them. Had to have been pretty strange to hear men singing and praising God for being put in prison and for being beaten, but they were. And so suddenly we read that there's this earthquake that shakes the prison and opens the doors and all of the prisoners' chains are unfastened. Well, the jailer who is on duty draws his sword and he's about to kill himself because he knows this is on him. And it's likely going to happen anyways when it's found out that he was the one on duty and all these guys escaped on his watch. But that doesn't happen. Paul stops and tells him, hey, listen, nobody escaped. And, And so this man rushes into Paul right to his feet and says, what do I need to do to be saved? And they tell him and he does it. But what I don't want you to miss is that it doesn't stop there. This story doesn't stop at this prison or this jail, because what we then see is that this man's been there and what happened here in his story becomes a be there for his entire household. I'm not not sure how many people that would be, But this man goes home talking about what just happened. He talked about his been there and it becomes a be there. And we read that he and all of his house were baptized. That's the end of what we read about this Roman jailer. But I think it's safe to assume that this man didn't stop his been there 
at his household. I picture him like the demon-possessed man telling his story over and over and over again to the help of many people. You see, there's great power in allowing your been there to lead into a be there for others. It shouldn't be something that I keep to me or sing that new song to me. It should be something I run off into the wilderness or do with, do with it what I've always done. It shouldn't be that. It shouldn't stop at the household. These things I've dealt with, these moments where I've been lifted out of the pit of despair where God's delivered me that I've experienced should be used to help bear one another's burdens. I, I don't know about you, but sometimes there's nothing better when I'm going through something than to hear someone say, you know what, Jed? I've been there. Lean on me. Jed, I've been there in raising my kids. I've been there in my marriage. I've been through the good, the bad, the ugly. There is comfort in that, and there is great power there. So you're 44 summed up here. Just as we see in these two stories, be okay with allowing yourself to give one of the greatest gifts that you can give, and that is to tell your new song, to tell your been there. Embrace that part of you that's been knocked down and hit hard and allow God to use what you've been through to be a be there for others. And on the flip side, allow yourself to be the kind of person that's going to receive one of the greatest gifts you can ever get. And that's to allow someone else to be there and to share their been there with you. Don't tune them out. Listen. Welcome the help. Because honestly, although you may feel like you got this, truth is most of the time we don't. And as we read in the beginning, Galatians chapter 6, there is power in each other. There is power in we. And most of all, there is even greater power in God. Thank you guys so much for tuning in today. As always, if I can help you in any way, study with you, answer questions, shoot me an email at jedyancey at gmail.com or find me on Facebook. Whatever you need and however you need it, I'm here. But regardless whether it's me or not, I beg of you to find ways to feast on the words that proceed from the mouth of God. Thank you again for listening. Now let's eat. Does life hit you so hard that you've been knocked down? Have you gone too far to find the middle ground? Did they raise you so high just to pull you back down? Have you been so lost you could never be found? Cause I've been real, I've been fake Been a sinner, been a saint I've been right, I've been so, so wrong Yeah, I've made my mistakes I don't know what it's like to be you. You don't know what it's like to be me. What if we're all the same in different kinds of ways? Can you, can you relate? We both know what it's like to be her. We both know what it's like to feel pain. But I think it's safe to say we're on to better days. Can you, can you relate? Can you relate? Have you ever been left when you should have been loved? Has there ever been a time when you stayed but you should have run? Have you ever been left when you should have been loved? 
of God. 